Welcome to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt, also known as Essentially M. The mission here at Essentially M and on this podcast is to support and inspire heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs just like you. I know that you are so ready to use your innate gifts and your unique story to make a massive impact and change in this world and finally shine your light and step into who you are called to be. If that sounds like you, if you are so ready to answer that call of your soul, then you are definitely in the right place. I have built my coaching business from the ground up and created multiple streams of completely passive income using not masculine strategy, but energy, mindset, and manifestation. And I'm going to give you all those tools here so that you can do the same. Are you ready to own your story, own your gifts, and quantum leap into your dream life and business? Let's do this. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Miracle Mindset Podcast. I am here with my friend, Ellie, and Ellie is a passionate, um, a business coach, rather passionate about helping female CEOs to, um, who are ready to work less, earn more, and book their dream clients with ease. So if that sounds like you, if you're ready for your dream life and your dream business, this episode I already know is going to be so, so inspiring and impactful for you. So Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. I'm like really excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I'm so happy you're here as well. Um, So Ellie and I are in the same mastermind group. That's how we connected. And for those of for my listeners who um, have not met you yet, can you maybe tell us just a little more about yourself? I know I just gave kind of an overview of what you do, but little more about yourself and in your own words, kind of what you do and what you're passionate about. Yeah, of course. Um, Firstly, love our mastermind. I'm so glad that we connected. Love it. Um, (laughs) Secondly, so yeah, I'm Ali. I am a business coach. I live in Australia. If you can't tell by my accent, people always get (laughs) my accent mixed up and think like I'm from England or something. I'm like, nope, I'm from Australia. Um, But yeah, from Australia, I am 25 And I am a business coach for women really looking for more time and financial freedom. So I'm all about bringing in more money in less amount of time. And of course, making a bigger impact. It's not just about like, how can I make as much money as quick as I possibly can? Like none of that, like, you know, sleazy, like icky stuff going on over here. It's all about like bringing in those soul aligned clients, those dream clients that truly light you up that you get to help in such a magical way and just help them change their lives. And that's what I'm really passionate about because I think I've had so much experience with, you know, whether it's been in business or if it's been in day jobs in the past where, you know, you're constantly working, 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 and you get to this point where you eventually burn out and then you take a rest and then you do it again and then you take a rest and then you do it again. And it's just like this never ending cycle. And I see so many entrepreneurs doing the same thing, especially women. I think it's just in our DNA to just want to like do things all the time. So that's why Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about what I do. And um, yeah, I just love it. I love seeing women, you know, relaxing and still booking clients and taking the stress away from like hustling to get sales and all of that stuff. So yeah, Yeah. I love it. I'm like obsessed with what I do. (laughs) 
That is awesome. First of all, I didn't realize you were only 25. That is so cool. Yeah. Super impressive. Um, because your business is such like this massive success. And I also read on your Instagram that you hit six figures by age 24, which is so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So impressive. Um, and we'll talk Thanks. a little bit more about that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, so how did you get into doing what you're doing now? Was it something, were you personally burning out or experiencing that kind of like go, go, go? Um, how did you end up getting into this kind of niche? Yeah. So for me, I think kind of like I said, during the beginning of my business was probably the stage that I realized how much time I was putting in and it wasn't necessarily that I was burning out 24 seven. I definitely burnt out a couple of times. You know, we talk about entrepreneurial burnout. Mm -hmm. I'd probably hit that a couple of times pretty hard. Um, and usually when I hit burnout, it's like I fall out of love with my business. I get physically sick. So my sinuses yeah. flare up, you know, all the usual yeah. symptoms, like falling out of love, like feeling sick, all that kind of stuff. And that happened a couple of times, but more so what I noticed was, especially when, you know, I spent that first year of my business, like really scaling to six figures. And that was my first year as a coach. And all these amazing things happen. And it was amazing. Obviously, like I said, it's amazing. Yeah. But I noticed that I was kind of doing things the long way. Like I noticed that there was other people that were doing things quicker or, you know, it seemed like they had these shortcuts and I was like, what, like, how do they do that so easy? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it I thought was going to be strategy. And a lot of it was just mindset, you know, and I know you're all about mindset. That's obviously what your podcast is called, The Miracle Mindset. So mm -hmm. a lot of it was a lot of mindset shifts for me to realize like, oh, I don't have to like work really hard to like book a client. Like I can do it this way. Like I can have way more fun doing this. Like, oh, cool. Launches don't need to be majorly stressful. And this like huge freaking thing, like mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it this way. So I think for me, having the experience of working out, wow, like, I can actually create my business my way. I guess that's what I really realized when I, you know, had that year of hitting six figures was like, huh. So towards the end of, of that year, when I hit six figures, I really just leaned into ease and flow and just more that feminine energy of just like having fun and showing up as myself. And I think that's what really got me to the six yes. figures because, you know, I look back at the start of that year and like, I was still having like four to five K months at the beginning of the year. And then by the end of it, it's like, cool. Like I'm now having 12, now 17, now 15 again. Like, Yay. and it was just really cool to see like from January, you know, I was still working with like um, some social media management clients and I was like dropping those off, like finishing those as I transitioned to coaching. And then by the end of the year, it was like, cool. I hit six figures. That was so easy, you know? So Amazing. a lot of it was mindset shifts. Okay. So, oh, so you started with social media managing. Mm, Didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> fun facts about Ellie. Um, so for those who are listening and wondering, like you're talking about just having more fun and it being all about ease and flow and they're maybe listening and they're, they're not doing that. They're feeling like all the burnout, they're working all the long hours where do they actually even start? Like, what does that actually mean to kind of be in flow and ease and 
Yeah. All the lovely things you just described. Yeah. Where do we even start? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And I know what it's like to be in that stage where you hear someone say like, you know, business can be fun and like, like flowy and stuff. Yeah. Shut up. No, it can't. Like (laughs) it's hard. Like I'm going to put it out there. I'm sure there's probably people listening that are like, yeah, I feel like that because I think everyone experiences that at some point where they're they're just having their eyes open to it. And they're like, oh wow, there actually is another way, which like I said, I went through that. So for me, really having fun in business, if I start with fun, it's all about creating your business, how it lights you up the most. Mm-hmm. And it's something that just seems so basic, but everyone forgets to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> so many women that I work with get to this point where, you know, they've like grown their business, like while they're side hustling and at their day job, and then they quit their job and they go full time. They're like, oh my God, I love it. And then they work the same amount of hours that they did at their day job. And they're like, yeah. Ellie, I'm so stressed. I've got no time for myself. I'm like, it's your business. Like, let's make it your way, you know? So for me, really incorporating fun into your business is less about like, you know, doing like fun things, like try this thing or try that thing. Cause like what's fun to me could totally just not be fun to you. But it's more about asking yourself, like if I could just make the most amount of money, impact the most amount of people and just have the most fun whilst doing it. Like, what does that look like? Like, you've really got to ask yourself that question. So yeah, having fun in your business is more about, you know, asking yourself, what do I really want to be doing? And if selling once a week is really fun for you, do that. If selling once a day is really fun for you, do that. You know, people always ask like, how many times a day should I sell? I'm like, I don't know, 20, 30, once, none. Like there's no right or wrong answer to so many questions in business. It it really comes back to what feels really good for you. So So true. Yeah. I think you've got to ask yourself that um, for fun, but same with ease and flow. You know, I mean, I could be strategic here and say, write a list of everything that you do in your business and, you know, put a little love heart or a little star next to the ones that you love doing and everything else work out if you can batch it or if you can outsource mm-hmm. it to a VA or someone else, or if it's something that's like on your list and you don't like doing it and it doesn't need to be outsourced, get rid of it, eliminate it, you know, yeah. like be smart about it. Don't do shit you don't need to do. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we make up these stories in our heads that, because especially when we come out of the, like, let's say corporate, corporate setting, Mm. working our nine to fives, we just come out, we make up these stories that work is supposed to be hard, or there's supposed to be a bunch of parts of it that we don't like. So it's like getting your head around, oh, it actually does get to be fun. It actually does get to get better and better. It actually does get to be easy. That was a big shift for me. Yeah. Mm. I just came out of I just came out of my nine to five pretty recently as well. And that whole, like all the extra time on my hands, that was a huge adjustment. I think I remember you being there when I was talking about that was like, I find myself filling up all the hours because I'm not used to just having to actually have like one or two client calls maybe for the day. And then that's like technically it. (laughs) A couple hours of work. I love that. And you know, that's such a common thing. Like that's really, you know, like I said, that's primarily what I help women with is really reducing how much time they're spending in their business to allow them to have the the time freedom, but also making sure that we have the financial freedom at the same time. And it's it's interesting because that's one of the biggest things that a lot of the women who come to me do is they fill their calendar with fluff because they're like, well, 
I've got all this time, especially at the moment, you know, during a pandemic, like where people yeah. are at home, like some of us, like at the moment, uh, Victoria, the state that I live here in Australia, we can't leave our house unless, you know, it's education, groceries or work or health or whatever it is. Oh, wow. And, you know, that just means that like, I'm not allowed to leave the house at the moment. So I have all this time at home on top of the time that I already had at home from like being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you get a bit stir crazy after a while. So then what do you do? You pick up your laptop because it's sitting right there. But yeah. yeah, I think finding a couple of like things that you really enjoy doing that aren't business related is really key if you're someone who like fills yeah. your calendar with things. So oh, that's like a good do a puzzle, point. read a book, you know, like join an online dance class if you're stuck at home like me, whatever it is, but find <laughs> some awesome. things that you genuinely enjoy doing. Um, and yeah, that, that helps heaps. Yeah. And it also helps your business. Like it's literally your job to feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was something I had to kind of get my mind around is like, I love having a really long sort of juicy morning routine, but then the old like workaholic in me would be like, you shouldn't be spending so many hours doing yoga and journaling and reading. You should be getting to work. You should be getting to your website to get stuff done. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh no, that is, <laughs> I'm like, that is the work. Like the time that I allot, yeah. I don't start taking calls or doing lives or anything until at least 12 o'clock, one o'clock. And like, mm. now I'm like, no, that is my job in the morning. That is working on my business because energy is, yeah, is everything as you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. okay so it's not just about like time management when you say that you you help people work less and do more yeah yeah absolutely like like I said there is the strategy it is like time management like how can we make sure that the time you're using in your business is being spent wisely it's not just being spent on tasks that really don't need to be done or don't need to be done by you because a lot of the time you know, I see women will be like, oh, I'm like spending, you know, 40 plus hours a week in my business and it's stressing me out. And maybe they're having like five to 10 K months, but they're like, I really want to scale my income, but I know that means I have to work harder. And I'm like, it doesn't though. Like you can hire a VA for like, you can start low, like a couple of hours a month just to take those pesky little tasks off your hand. Like if you can hire someone for five hours a month for a couple of hundred dollars, there's five hours a month you've just saved, then up it to 10, then up it to 20, then up it to 30. That's how I started. Like I, in the very beginning of my business, my first month, I hired my first team member, which was a bookkeeper. I've always had a bookkeeper. That was like, nice. I don't know, hundred to 200 bucks a month. Yeah. And then the second team member was a VA and I brought her on for five hours. Then it was 10, then it was 20. Now I have a different VA, a new VA, and she's doing 30 hours a month for me. So wow. it's really cool because- it started small and I think people think, oh, I've got to be like so advanced to have people helping me. And you really Mm -hmm. don't like start where you're at, just start with those couple of key things. But to kind of answer your question on the other side of, you know, managing your calendar better, making sure you aren't filling it with fluff, outsourcing anything that you don't need to be doing and eliminating anything that does not need to be done. Mm -hmm. It's like the mindset of it. And I think, you know, I mentioned earlier about how women, I think, are so naturally, you know, I don't mean to stereotype, but like women are really good at always wanting to nurture and to be more and do more and help and, you know, like throw ourselves into things. So I think really getting over this mindset block of like 
feeling guilty for taking time off or feeling guilty uh, for not working 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. You're like nodding your head. Like, yeah, I, f- I feel that because yeah. I felt that too. And, and I think so many women do is they get to that point where, cause I could, I could literally get on my Instagram, go live and tell everyone, here's how to reduce your work hours by half. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will try it and they'll feel really guilty. Yeah. Or maybe consciously they don't feel guilty. They're like, yeah, I want to do this. But then they start self-sabotaging because underlying is all these like limiting beliefs about like you have to work hard to make money, which is not true. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be working on your laptop for a client to be able to book in. You know, you have to be looking at your phone for a payment to have to come through. And it's just not true. So I think alongside the strategies of like the time management, the team members, et cetera, I think it's more so just don't feel guilty about it. Like be excited to work less and earn more, you know, it's not selfish to want to take on fewer clients at a higher rate so that you can, you know, live your dream life and still impact people at the same time. Like it's okay to want that. So I think that's a really big part of it as well is releasing that guilt and sometimes even shame because I know a lot of people struggle with, I even think about myself, um, you know, and friends and family that are working, you know, 40, 50, sometimes 60 hour weeks working overtime for a paycheck that I might make in a month or two months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when I tell them, oh, you know, like, yeah, business is really good. And they say, oh, how's it all going? Like, I'm pretty open about how much money I make. And when I yeah. tell them, it's like, you see the look on their face of like, oh, that's what I make in a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think there's kind of a bit of like guilt or shame around it sometimes. And it's really important to work through that as well. Yeah. A to the men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A to the men. Um, I think earlier I said do less or what did I say? Work less and do more. But I meant work less and earn more. Earn more. Yeah. Uh, but you knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice that you said it. So I'm like, yeah, work less, earn more. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Work less, but do more. <laughs> do more That's sales so is what I meant. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about you hitting six figures at 24 years old, because this is just the most amazing thing ever. So cool. Um, What would you say was like the biggest, I guess, key to your success? I know that sounds kind of corny, and it's kind of hard to probably sum it up. But yeah, what do you think was like the key to that? Hmm. I think, you know, if I had to put it down to one thing that kind of encapsulates it all, it would probably be just committing to it. Mm. And it sounds so basic, probably sounds, you know, so airy fairy, like committing to my goal. But I mean, like committing to it energetically, like mindset wise, like physically, strategically, like I did everything I could to make sure that I was setting myself up to hit the goal and not from a place of like, I have to hit it or I suck. I have to hit it or I'm not good enough. I have to hit it. I have to hit it. Like, that's the worst place to be in to hit a goal. Like, and that's something that I learned, you know, I've definitely, and I'm still learning that definitely (laughs) still learning, still learning. But Mm -hmm. I think really committing to my goal of I'm going to hit six figures. I got no idea how it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to throw spaghetti at the wall and I'm going to try everything I can and just have fun. And all of those things that I talked about before, And I really went for it. So committing to it looked like me making sure that I was constantly educating myself. So 
I have always worked with coaches. Anytime that I haven't had a coach, it's been for a span of like two weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, I need a coach. Like I love, (laughs) I love having coaches, like not for that, you know, I, I have to have one to be successful, but like from a place of like, I love having like a business bestie type thing. Yeah. Like I love having someone there, whether it's, you know, the mastermind like we're in, where it's like a group of us or if it is a one-on-one, yeah. I just love, love, love that kind of vibe. So Same. yeah, for me, I think committing is like, I committed to education. So working with coaches, joining masterminds like ours, um, even just reading books. Like I read a lot of books that year I hit six figures. I read like, I don't know, 27 books for the year or something. Wow. Um, and they weren't all business books. Like actually I would say more of them were probably personal development books. Yes. Like, you know, more on mindset and being in alignment and following your intuition and all of that. Yeah. But business books, personal development books, and then also podcasts. But not only did I commit to education, I also just committed to like getting to know myself better and trusting myself better. Because one thing that I noticed in those first couple of months of my business, which was early 2018, I noticed like I always had these moments of like self doubt and I just didn't trust myself to raise my prices or I didn't trust myself to go live without knowing exactly what I was going to say. And just those like tiny little things day to day, I just wasn't trusting myself enough. And so for me, when I was committing to six figures, I was like, well, I'm committing to trusting myself more because Mm. I knew that if I wanted to hit six figures, but I didn't know how I was going to hit six figures, I had to have some element of trust, right? And the trust isn't yes. in anything other than ourselves and obviously like the universe, intuition, all of that, but I needed self-trust. So I really committed to, you know, getting to know myself better, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I truly wanted, you know, giving myself permission to do that. And then I also obviously committed um, strategically. I showed up, I did the work, I gave mm-hmm. value, all of the stuff that it requires to really build connection with an audience and show them like, I've been through what you're going through. Like, let me help you. So it was like selling, yeah, giving value, showing up, all of those things. Oh, so good. There was so much nugget, so many good nuggets in that um, that I think are going to be really helpful. Yeah, for everyone listening. So thank you. I'm curious if you ever had any, like, if you had like a do or die mentality, did you ever have where you had like left your nine to five and you had to make your business work? Or was it kind of gradual? Were you kind of doing both at the same time? I'm just curious. Mm, well, good question. I think there's no right or wrong way to do it. For me, I it was early 2018. I hired a friend of mine to help me turn my blog into a business. Nice. And then I, I was like, cool, what's my bare minimum that like I need to make every month to go full time? Yeah. And I think it was like, I don't know, two, I think it was $2,000 or maybe two and a half thousand dollars. And then I said to myself, I'm going to hit this three months in a row and then I'm going to go full time. I think I hit it once and I was like, I'm just going to go full time. So I guess it was kind of, I guess it was kind of like a lot of people do that, right? Like you get to that point where you hit it once and you're like, "Ah, I'll just do it. And best thing ever, like best decision you'll ever make. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing better than, you know, I always say it's like lighting a fire under your ass. It, like it gets you up and going because you're like, holy crap, I need to like do this. I need to do the work. I need to show up. I need yeah. to work on myself because this, this is all on me. So in a way, kind of, yeah. But when I transitioned from like social media management to coaching, I did have like two months of overlap between 
bringing on coaching clients and letting go of social media clients. Um, and that I think was just more because I was like scared at that time to just up and quit it. If I could go back, I just up and cut it off. But you know, I mean, that's just hindsight. That's just looking back. So yeah, I am all about taking risks though. I'm like, I don't care. Like I would just do it nowadays. I'm like, whatever. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. It scares the shit out of me, but I'm going to do it. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I get more and more like that as my business goes on. It's just like you take a small jump and then you take a bigger jump and then a bigger jump and then a bigger one. And it's just like the new normal. You're just like, yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Um, have you ever had people doubt you about your business or your business goals? Or like when you talk to family friends about the business, let's talk about that. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I got to talk about this forever. Yeah. I have dealt with <laughs> a lot of doubt from people in my life. Like, and I know they do it from a place of love and I know that they do it from a place of caring for me and loving me and wanting the best for me. And I get that. And I also get that it comes from just past conditioning. It's just what they've been brought up to believe. So it's natural. In the beginning of my business though, I remember when I first told some of my family members that I was going to quit my job. And I remember telling Jai, who's my fiance and love of my life is amazing. He's like the most supportive person ever. I remember I said to him, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to tell like this family member that I'm doing it and I'm going to quit my job. And I just remember going to their house for dinner and telling them like, I'm quitting. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go full time in business. And they were just like, Oh, are you sure? (laughs) And I'm just like, I was like shocked because I'd never experienced that until that point. Like, yeah, I think because a lot of my family just saw it as like, oh, Ellie's little hobby, like her little business thing. You know, she does like Instagram management, you know, back then that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, Like she does this Instagram stuff. I don't get it, you know, and and that's fine. But then as soon as I said, like, I'm going to quit my stable nine to five (laughs) job and like go full time (laughs) in this business where you have no idea what I'm doing every day. It was like, what? So I dealt with that a lot and it was really hard in the beginning, like the first, probably, probably first six to nine months of me being full-time in business. So much doubt, like from people around me, like friends, family, Mm -hmm. et cetera. You know, the question I'd always get asked is like, oh, like how's business? And I'd be like, really good. Like you could tell in my energy, it was good. Like you don't even need to ask me that. Yeah, like it's amazing. I love it. I'm making more money than I've ever made before. Like I work with amazing women. Like I've got all these new friends and they'd just be like, yeah, but like, like, how is it really? Like they were shocked that it was good. So, and it, it used to piss me off a lot. Like I used to get really mad about it. But nowadays, (laughs) like I said, I come from that place of they're doing it from love. They care about me. So even to this day, you know, hitting six figures, having high five figure months, like, it just, you know, being featured in amazing places, like coming on podcasts like this, like there's still a lot of doubt, but I have that perspective shift now of it's from their conditioning. Like it's it is, people yeah. will only believe what they, you know, have been led to believe. But if I can lead by example, and instead of seeing their doubts, you know, and insecurities, which usually is just a reflection of how they would feel about themselves. Yeah. Instead of looking at that and being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be full-time in business. Maybe I shouldn't be raising my rates. Maybe I shouldn't be asking for that much money for this service, blah, blah, blah. If I followed that, obviously I'd be playing small. Like I'm all about, I'm going to see that, respect that, understand that, but I'm also going to pursue what I want. 
because not only, I mean, I'm always going to pursue what I want because it's my life, but also I get to lead by example and show them that it's okay if you want to make more money and work less. Like it's okay to not want to do overtime hours for no money. You know, I'm always telling my family that I'm like, stop doing overtime, like stop it. So yeah, I think it's, it's not only a pursuit of me going for what I want, but it's leading by example. And even if it takes me the rest of my life to get them to that point where they're like, I get it now. I don't care. I'm on that pursuit and they can come with me if they want or not. (laughs) You're so so right. Yeah. Just you living your best life and living your dream business is going to inspire other people naturally. Even if you're not directly being like, Hey, come take my coaching program. I'll show you like just them watching you is going to probably inspire them more than they might even ever express to you. So that's amazing. Absolutely. Just, I even yeah. have, I even have like, um, you know, people that I worked with in previous day jobs, like my old bosses and colleagues that I worked with. And even just people from high school that will just randomly reach out to me and be like, Oh my God, I just found your podcast or like, Oh my God, I just found you on Instagram or I saw you were featured here or whatever. Oh my God. Like congrats on your business. Like I've been wanting to do a business for so long. Like I'm going to do it. Like you've inspired yeah. me. So it's really cool. Aww. You know, I'm not, I'm not reaching out to these people and saying like, Hey, start your own business. Like I'm leading by example. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see the effects of that. Really cool. I had like a complete, well, not a complete stranger, but someone I had just met the other day and we were all talking about what we do for work. And all of all of these people in this group were like nurses and um, accountants and like very stable <laughs> adult job stuff. And I was like, oh, I have my own business. I do business coaching and I just went full time in June. And the typical reaction that I had been getting is like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. Like, congrats. And so I've gotten used to people congratulating me but this one person was like oh good luck and she said it like good luck (laughs) she literally said it like that I was like I wanted to be like okay I just made like triple what I used to make in my nine to five for the month but yeah thank you (laughs) but it was so funny (laughs) oh my god that's so true and there's always going to be people like that isn't it but it's just I think it's just more about, like I said, just having that perspective shift of, oh, well, that's just, you know, their conditioning or their internal beliefs being reflected out. Yeah. Or possibly even like it triggering a bit of jealousy or whatever, because if they're working Mm -hmm. tons of hours and they're kind of conditioned that heart, like money equals you have to work hard, then yeah, yeah, I can, I can see how it would be triggering, but I just thought it was funny because I hadn't had that one yet. That is funny. You're like ready for her to like congratulate you and you're like, oh, okay, maybe not. I was humbled. Yes. Um, So funny. I'm curious what one of your biggest lessons in business has been. Oh, thus far. I I feel like maybe my biggest lesson is something I mentioned before and it's probably just to trust myself. Like I think the biggest lesson, if I had to put it into a sentence would be, like you won't get anywhere if you don't trust yourself. And yeah. you know, I don't say that from like a, you're not going to go anywhere type of place, but like you literally will not go anywhere that you want to go <laughs> or achieve true. any of the goals that you will want to achieve if you do not trust yourself. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is just trusting that, you know, in so many different ways, trusting that I'm good enough, you know, mm-hmm. trusting that I'm good enough to charge what I charge, that I'm good enough to come on podcasts as amazing as this. Like, to work with coaches that I want to work with, to 
have clients who love working with me. Like just trusting Mm -hmm. that I'm good enough for all of that. Trusting that everything is happening in perfect timing. You know, if a launch doesn't go the way it's meant, like I thought that it was meant to go, it's that's happening for a reason. I just have to trust that, you know, got to trust myself in so many different areas. And I think it's something that we're constantly working on. I know I'm constantly working on it and there's still areas of myself in life or in business that I'm like, I still need to work on my self-trust there. But I do think that it's probably at the backbone of all the success that I've had is it's really all relying on me. Like, yeah, I've had the coaches that have helped me. Like I've had the amazing mastermind friends that have helped me. I've had all these resources. I've had all these things. But like, if I didn't invest in the coaches, if I didn't show up for the calls, if I didn't Mm -hmm. reach out to the people, if I didn't do the work and really trust myself that what I was doing was enough, then I think none of it would have happened. So yeah, I think self-trust is probably the biggest, the biggest thing that I've had to really lean into. Absolutely. Yeah. So key. Um, And then, okay. So this has been so amazing. I think you've already shared like so many great takeaways that people can take with them into their business, um, into attracting their dream clients and um, just creating more ease and flow in their life and business. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mind, would you mind sharing um, three sort of like final tips or takeaways for the entrepreneur who is wanting to have more ease and flow and attract those dream clients and, and stop burning out. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let me try and think of some examples that maybe aren't a couple of things that I've said. One is make sure that you show up as yourself. Yes. (laughs) Like the most basic thing I could probably have ever said, but But people miss it. People miss it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like people, people miss it. Like it, and I think it's because it's so like no brainer, you know, of course I should show up as myself. So it's almost like people think it's so no brainer that they just let it slip. And but it's scary. Like it's, yeah. yeah, I think some people are scared. Yeah. So I think really, really showing up as yourself and understanding that there are people out there that like your ridiculous laugh. There are people out there that really like your accent yes. or how quick or how slow you talk. There are people out there that are obsessed with Nutella as much as you are. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, like understanding that there's billions, like, yeah billions of people on the planet, you know, there's bound to be someone that has a similar interest to you. And what's funny is that I've found that the more that I've really just leaned into showing up as myself, like fully authentically, and I'm still on that journey. I think we can always show up more authentically is I've learned that the more I do that, the more that I really do attract like those clients that just say, Oh, I remember you mentioned, you mentioned on Instagram live once that you used to do hip hop dancing. Like I'm thinking about getting back into it. How funny. And I'm like, well, like that's so random. If I never shared that, maybe that person never would have joined that program. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important to share those parts. Absolutely. Sorry. And then another thing I would say along with like being yourself is, and I kind of said it earlier is like, trusting obviously yeah but yeah. also just tr- trusting that like what's happening right now is happening for you not to you and you know that's more of probably a life thing but it, it definitely reflects into business is sometimes we can get into and I call it like the victim mentality of like why isn't this happening like like I should be doing this and I you've probably heard me talk about this in the mastermind I still get in this mindset of like 
why hasn't it happened yet? And it's like almost impatience Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. wanting a goal and then being like, (laughs) I I can smell it. I can see it. I can taste it. Why don't I have it? And I think it's really important to just remind ourselves like, okay, everything is happening for me. Like I haven't hit that yet because something else is meant to happen or it's not meant to happen yet because, you know, it's meant to happen next month or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think trusting that everything is happening in imperfect timing for you and your journey and knowing that it's supporting you in your journey as well for the future. And then let me think of one more. Maybe mm. I think of a strategy thing. These are I so think if good. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you want to lean more into ease and flow, I think you've really just, you've got to commit to just setting yourself up for that. So don't just say you're going to do it. I mean, this goes for everything in life and business. Don't just say you're going to do it, do it. Like actually put in the work, you know, go through your calendar and ask yourself, like, do I really need to be doing all of this? If, if it doesn't need to be done at all, like I said, just get rid of it. Like mm-hmm. give yourself permission to just throw it off the to-do list. If you want to put it on a sticky note and put it in the bottom drawer of your desk and come back to it in six months, that's fine. I don't care. Do that. <laughs> but do not do it if, you know, it's not something that needs to be done. So yeah, I would say from a strat- uh, strategy perspective, look at your business as a whole, look at every single thing that you do, really ask yourself if you need to be doing them. If you can outsource it, like I said, start small, but I'm really all about like simplify your business as much as you can. Like you said, like you have a couple of client calls per day and that's kind of it. Like my weeks literally look like a couple of client calls, like redesigning some sales pages jumping on Instagram stories every day. I literally am obsessed with Instagram. So I love jumping on stories, (laughs) like maybe recording some podcasts, jumping on interviews like this. And that's it. Like I just, I just, anything that doesn't light me up, I'm like, no, thanks. Like I'm not doing it. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really important is find areas that are like, find ways that you can simplify your business as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I have a VA as well and I just hire her for like a few hours every month, like you were mentioning. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, should I send her this to do? Cause like really I could probably do it. But then like yeah. on those times when I do go to do it, I like start getting frustrated. I start overthinking. I start like doing yeah. the same thing 10 times and getting all like perfectionist. And then I'm like, this is why I outsource. And I send, I yes. always end up like sending it over anyway. Um, yeah. Because yeah, Same. that time is just so much, so much better spent either living your best life or actually working in your zone of genius and doing the Instagram stories, yeah. the content, the, yeah, the stuff that you're, that connects you with your audience and your purpose. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. So those were all so amazing. I think I've, I've asked you for enough tips and value for the day, but <laughs> if you have any final thing to share, the floor is yours and also tell people um, where they can find you and where they can see all of your awesome Instagram stories. I love watching your Instagram. It's always so on brand and so pretty and so interesting. So um, okay. yeah, feel free to share <laughs> any, any final thoughts for our listeners and then also let them know where they can uh, connect with you. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I feel like, wow, we have really covered so much. I don't know if there's anything else yeah. I could possibly squish in brains. Oh, I know what I would say. If you didn't have a <laughs> pen and paper and take notes, go back, re-listen to the whole episode, yes. get a pen and paper and take notes. I'm all about like, yes. when you write it down, you will remember it and you will 
be way more likely to implement it. So that's my final thought is if you didn't take notes, go back and do it. Um, But Instagram is really my jam. If you want to come connect with me, talk to me, you can DM me. I'm literally always on Instagram. Like I said, Um, my Instagram handle is at Ellie May. Um, which is E-L-L-E-Y-M-A-E. Otherwise, yeah, you can jump over to my website, which is just elliemay.com. Everything's always just Ellie May. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. I have like legit loved this um, interview. Too. It's been amazing. Loved it so much, bud. We're basically like the same person, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Resonated with so much of what you said and I know our audience will too. So thank you again, Ellie. And um Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again for listening. I so, so appreciate you pressing play and tuning in today. And I gotta say out of the thousands of downloads that I get, I don't always see who is listening and who is connecting with this podcast. So I absolutely love when you guys take a screenshot and then tag me in an Instagram story at essentially EMM so I can say hey and personally thank you for listening. See you next week.